You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. Hi, I'm Nathan Jones and along with Steve Chalk, I'm one of the two ministers of Oasis Church Waterloo. I've been part of the church for about 11 years, having moved up to London from Swansea and part of the leadership team for about eight years. I was really pleased when Joe asked me to do this podcast, partly because I've really enjoyed getting to know some of you over the last couple of years since the church became part of the Oasis family, and partly because I was meant to be coming down to preach at Oasis Church Bath last month, but this will have to do for now. Joe asked me to talk about my lessons from lockdown, and my first thought was I'm not sure I've learned any lessons from lockdown, but Joe wasn't going to let me get away that lightly, so she asked me to answer three questions, the first of which was, what have you learned about yourself during lockdown? My mind immediately jumped to the social media posts that I've seen from lots of my friends who seem to have achieved loads during this time. I don't know if your Facebook feed is the same as mine, but I have friends who have learned how to bake the perfect sourdough. One friend who's got more fluent in Spanish. Loads of my mates have started running more, and one of them is now knocking out a quick 10 miler most days before he starts work. I haven't managed to do any of that. A bit later on, I'll talk about what we've been doing at Oasis Church Waterloo, and it's fair to say that that's been pretty busy, and it hasn't exactly left a lot of time for self-improvement. Also, my wife Louise and I have two kids, and even though we're both classed as key workers, so our kids have mainly been in school, it still seems like there aren't enough hours in the day. I'm aware that I'm saying that to parents who have had to look after their kids 24-7 over the last three months. Actually, that's probably a good place to start. That was a tough decision to make at the beginning of all this. Our kids are both in primary school. My wife Louise is a trained social worker, so both of us were classed as key workers, so we could send our kids to school. But should we? Were we being irresponsible by sending them? Should we keep them at home and try and teach them and both work full time? It was a really tough decision. We went back and forth on it for a long time. And in the end, we decided to send them. Looking back on it now, I think, on balance, it was probably the right call for us. The kids have enjoyed school and it's given them some structure and some familiarity. We've had a few weeks when they've been at home. We self-isolated for a fortnight when one of the kids had a cough and the school was closed over half term, but they've been in for the rest of the time. It's been such a tricky time, though. Whatever we did, at times we've felt like the worst parents. And I've had conversations with friends who have taken the opposite decision to us and they felt exactly the same. I think, I guess, maybe what I've learned out of it is to try and cut myself some slack. And I think that's true for all parents. I think that's particularly true for those parents who aren't keeping up with their kids' learning, who aren't successfully getting them to sit still and learn their times tables, whose kids aren't doing 30 minutes of exercise faithfully copying Joe Wicks every morning and whose kids are watching more Netflix and playing more games on their phones than ever before. I think our kids will still learn to read. They'll still get GCSEs, and their futures will not be irredeemably ruined by having a few months off school. If there are any parents listening, cut yourself some slack. You're doing a great job. Another thing I learned about myself is that lockdown is really rubbish for extroverts. 
I'm an extrovert in the true sense of the word. I get my energy from being around people. I remember a Saturday evening not long before this, when we were going to a friend's house for a party. It was a really miserable day, freezing cold, and I was shattered. I'd had a long week, I'd worked all day on that Saturday, and Sundays are always busy. Another friend came over to babysit, and the first thing she said when I opened the door to her was, Wow, you look shattered. Should you really be going out? It's good to have friends who can be honest like that, isn't it? I said, yeah, I am shattered, but it's okay. One of the benefits of being an idiot extrovert is that within about five minutes of getting to the party, I'll be wide awake. And you know what? I was. But that's another reason I've struggled with lockdown. I don't enjoy staying in. I don't deal well with routine. I don't enjoy too much time by myself. Reflecting has never been and never will be my thing. My wife has one of those meditation apps on her phone. You know, one of those things where you put headphones in and you listen to some music for a bit. Once she persuaded me to try it. I wasn't up for it at all. But she convinced me to try the shortest setting. It was meant to be three minutes. And when she passed me the phone, the first thing I noticed was that it was three minutes and seven seconds. And I genuinely got indignant about this extra seven seconds. So no, reflection, not that great for me. And so staying in, not seeing people, is really not that great. Being stuck in my house for months on end hasn't been fun. We don't have a car, so I've spent this entire time in Waterloo. Last week, Louise and I went for a walk over Waterloo Bridge. Partly, I just wanted to go to make sure that the north side of London still exists. There have been loads of times through this when I've found it tough to stay energised. I know that for lots of people listening this will sound silly, but I've really realised just how much of my energy comes from being out and about, from meeting new people, from just doing stuff. So what I've tried to do is to use some of the time when I'm not working and the kids are in bed, I've tried to use some of this time to do something that gives me a bit of energy. I've never really enjoyed watching TV, but after a day of sitting in my house on Zoom calls, I have even less capacity for spending my evenings watching the telly. I'm very aware that it's difficult to say that without sounding like an idiot. Like, this guy is too good for the TV. And it really isn't that. And it's not like I've replaced it with anything highbrow. Instead of reading those complicated theology books which sit on my shelf staring at me, accusing me, instead of reading those... Or instead of doing the assignments for my college course, which I really do actually need to start doing at some point. Instead of any of those things, I've started playing darts again. Now, I love darts. I always have since I was a kid and I used to record Bullseye on a Sunday evening because I used to get dragged to church instead of being allowed to stay home and watch it. Last Christmas, my mother called and said she wanted to buy me something for Christmas. At the time, I was watching the Darts World Championship, and so on a whim, I said, I'd like a dartboard. So I put it up. I have to move a ton of kids' toys to get to it to be able to play. But one of the benefits of lockdown is that I seem to have fewer meetings in the evenings, so more opportunity to stick my headphones in, move some toys, put a podcast on, and play darts for an evening. I'm not exactly Michael Van Gerwen or Eric Bristow, if that's a better darts reference for you. But I'm getting better. And more importantly, I really enjoy it. I find that if I watch TV all evening, I go to bed frustrated. I know that for lots of people, it's a really helpful way to switch off. And I think that's great if it works for you. It just doesn't for me. If I play darts instead, 
or read a book or do something that challenges me or educates me, I tend to sleep better and I wake up more refreshed. But that's enough about me. One of the other questions that Joe asked me to talk about was what I'm learning about our church. The decision to close the doors at Oasis Church Waterloo was a really tough one. I spent a lot of time, still do spend a lot of time, thinking about those people who come to our church who don't have a family, who don't have another community around them. Those people for whom that hour and a half of interaction on a Sunday is something that they look forward to all week. How could we support those people through this period? I've had so many conversations through lockdown with people who are struggling. People struggling with living situations, struggling in relationships, struggling with work, struggling with being out of work, mental health issues, money problems. It's been a really tough time. And I guess I've just tried to make sure that people know that even though we've cancelled our services, the church is still there for them. If you're going through a tough time at the moment, please know that the people who you meet up with every Sunday still love you. They still care about you. And I bet they also can't wait to catch up with you after all this is done. We also had to decide what we were going to do instead to replace our normal services. Was it going to be a Zoom service? Would we try and record a whole hour and a half service every week that looked like what we do on a Sunday? We pretty quickly decided that this was a great opportunity to do something different, something which would hopefully appeal to some people who hadn't been to church before, some people who really hadn't thought about church before. We spoke to Joe, and we decided to do something together, something which would celebrate the great work that Oasis is doing in Bath, in Waterloo and around the world. So we started the global gathering every Sunday at 11am on Facebook Live. We haven't always got it right, I know that, but I think hopefully we're learning, hopefully we're getting there. I've enjoyed learning a load of new video editing skills, and I'm really enjoying having a reason to record a song every week. I guess the question for me is, what do we do after this? I have friends and relatives who have never been to church, but they watch the Global Gathering every week. Some of them still wouldn't physically go to a church building, but they'll log on to Facebook Live every Sunday. How do we carry on engaging those people while also delivering a regular service in Waterloo? Answers on a postcard, please, to Oasis Church Waterloo, London. Finally, Joe asked me to talk about our community. Lots of you will know that in Waterloo we run a load of community projects, including a farm and a coffee shop, both of which I look after. I lie manage the farm and coffee shop managers. That week before lockdown, honestly, it was hard work. We had to make a lot of immediate decisions about really big things. The coffee shop was taking about 10% of the income that it would normally take. And the farm usually makes its money because people hire it out for weddings and for events. And those people were starting to cancel. At that time, we didn't know that the government would come through with the furlough scheme. So we thought we were just going to have to make a load of redundancies. We had 18 people working part time at our coffee shop. And I had to tell them that they no longer had jobs. Obviously, it was much worse for those guys. But for me... It was hard, and it was tiring. But one thing that will stick with me 
is the response of our team. It would have been easy for those that I work with to retreat and not keep trying to push forward to help those most vulnerable. But our team really stepped up. And our whole community really stepped up. Volunteers came forward. We started a crowdfunder for our food bank, which totally had to change its way of working. Instead of people coming to us and collecting food, we worked with some other food banks out of our warehouse in South London in Streatham, and we started delivering food to people. And this was at a time when referrals were going through the roof up about 300%. So we needed to raise some money for this, and so we started a crowdfunder, and our community really came through. We raised £20,000, which was incredible. I'm really keen that we try and harness all of this. I think this has taught all of us, again, that we really need community. We need each other. We're better together. As I end, there's a song that I've had stuck in my head loads of times through the lockdown period, and the chorus says, You always build it better second time around. You always build it better second time around. That's become my prayer. God, Help me to build it better second time around. God, help me to work hard, to work to build something better. Let's not go back to business as usual. Let's make the most of this time and say that after all this loss, out of all this grief, out of all this tragedy, we've got to build something better. Back in March, I think we all realised that like the moon landing, JFK getting shot or the Twin Towers coming down, that this was going to be one of those moments that we would remember forever. I spoke to a friend of mine who also leads a church and we agreed that we'd probably spend a lot of time in the future reflecting on how we responded to this moment. Did I retreat into the safety of my own house, my immediate family and bunker down until all this was over? Or did I step up and try and help those who needed it? Was I available to my friends who were struggling? And what about after this? After lockdown eases? Will I look back at this in years to come and think, ah, that was a wasted opportunity? Or will I think, that was it. That was the beginning. That was the moment when things changed. The moment when as a community we started to look out for each other where we started to value everyone equally, where we loved people, we loved more, we loved more deeply. And yeah, that was the moment where we definitely started to build something better.